Now, moving from a rivalry in the AFC East, let's go over to the NFC North. And here's a historic rivalry and probably two teams, one of which has flattered to the sieve at many, many occasions, and one of which is uh, just flattering a little bit more this year than we might have imagined, both on hard knocks and on the actual football field. Colin, Lions and Vikings, break it down for us. Yeah, these are uh, two teams. I think the last, it's read the last three games have been decided by two um, two points. Uh, so it tells you that this is a division where um, you know it. The teams keep it pretty close. Certainly, we've seen the Vikings last year. We talked about it frequently how they seem to play to their opponents. Um, and the the Lions though got the the wins uh, last year with kind of uh, I think a last second field goal and then obviously the uh, um, catch from Amara St. Brown, um, who has been absolutely lights out thus far this year. Um, this, to me, one of the things I'm going to watch out for in this game is Dalvin Cook, because Dalvin Cook had a disaster against the Eagles, and he hasn't really gotten going as yet. You never know when a, a running back is going to, you know, kind of fall off a cliff. That's not not to say he he has as yet, but I think this is going to be an interesting test to see. He is usually incredible against the the Lions. Uh, he averages over 100 yards against them. So this is a big, big test uh, for him. But they're going against a, a Lions team who, um, you know, kind of were were strong against the Eagles. Even though I I never felt that game was as close as the scoreline um, would suggest. But at the same time, the the Lions were very good. Um, on offense uh, they're second only to the Chiefs in terms of points they're fourth in red zone scoring and they're third in uh, rushing yards per game I think that the the Vikes after that enormously impressive win over the Packers in week one are still finding their feet a little bit um, and I'm going to go and say that the momentum is with the, the Lions here and would I be shocked if the Vikings won? Absolutely not. They they could. But my pick for this is going to be the Lions. Conor has gone against the trend this week already in two games. Um, this game for me is, is a strange one because Goff has been quite good so far, let's be fair to him. You know, he gets a lot of critics, but 41 of 71 completions, 471 yards, six touchdowns. But they've all come at home in two games. And defensively, yeah, they won last week, but... They let Washington back into the game. They might have taken the foot off the gas, certainly, but they've given up 25, 28 points in the first game and they've given up 27 points last week. They're still concerned in the secondary. We saw when Dotson got into the game last week, Court Samuel, they were very efficient. There was big, long plays by, by Wentz and maybe they were airing it out because they were playing from behind. They want to get back into the game, but we saw the first week the Eagles did something similar as well. The AJ Brown had a big game for 155 yards. I look offensively what the Vikings have. Thielen, Jefferson... Cook has to get off the slide at some stage and have a really strong game. And Cousins seem to be more comfortable in the home games. And you would expect the Vikings defence to be looking to rebound off a poor game. Having played so well and so strong in the first game, only giving up seven points at home for the Packers to give up 24 points. They did hold the Eagles in the fourth quarter, didn't give up any points. Maybe that's a little bit of a team they can work on. But for me, the Lions are going the right direction, but I think this is a game that the Vikings will, will win. 
Um, Colin brightly brings up the results last year, and of course the uh, Lions defeating the Vikings last year probably sealed the uh, fate of Mike Zimmer. Um, it was arguably the most inexcusable loss of his entire regime, and given there were a few bad losses in there, that is saying something. Um, so the Lions put the final nail in his coffin. At the same time, with St. Brown catching that touchdown, we started to see the birth of a real superstar because he finished last year on a roll and he hasn't stopped this year. Probably one of the most exciting players this season so far, albeit only through a couple of weeks. Um, St. Brown and the Lions, they've been watchable. They've been entertaining. I was saying it. They were entertaining on Hard Knocks. They've been very entertaining on the field. Um, Jared Goff, Brian, I mean, last week he was in that category of those quarterbacks that we should apologize to uh, for various uh, slanders and events, uh, four touchdowns, a very strong performance. And it doesn't get much worse than it did for the Minnesota Vikings last week. Dalvin Cook only had 17 rushing yards. They were thoroughly outplayed by uh, an Eagles team. And it was almost like they were outplayed in spirit and effort just as much as they were in talent. So if nothing else, it reminds you of one of the five great rules of gambling on the NFL. Number one is never bet on the Dallas Cowboys. Number two is see rule number one. Number three is never bet on the Minnesota Vikings. And number four is see rule number three. And of course, number five is Read again one and three, and especially three, because you should never, ever, ever bet on the Minnesota Vikings. With that all being said, I still think Jared Goff is going to turn back into a pumpkin, a very entertaining pumpkin, and the Minnesota Vikings can't be as bad as they were last week. I am not going to put money on it. I'm not going to put money near it. I'm not even going to think of gambling involving the Minnesota Vikings ever again in my entire existence. But I will believe that they will win this game. See, I didn't say I'll bet on them winning this game. I believe they will win this game. So, you know, in my heart of hearts, though, Colin and Brian, I actually probably think I'd prefer the Lions to win. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes uh, in relation to it. Michael also goes with the Vikings. So Colm is, you know, I almost want you to howl at this point, Colm. That's two lone wolf picks in a row. So good, good start to the show. Uh, now we're going to do one more game before we end this particular segment of the podcast. And that game brings us back to the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Uh, Column AFC Championship games, playoff contenders year after year. The luster might have, you know, lost its sparkle on this game a little bit, especially from a Patriot side. Yeah, two two of the more long tenured head coaches, obviously as well, and uh, two guys with a lot of tactical acumen. You you would have to say so. Um, I, I imagine we'll see uh, an interesting and intriguing battle between Belichick and and Harbaugh. For me, Mark, the, the Patriots just haven't been the same since they actually beat the Bills in, in early December last year in that kind of crazy win game uh, where they only had Mac Jones attempt three passes. They, they won that night, but outside of that resounding victory uh, against the, the Jags, they put a, a 50 burger on them, which was quite something. But in the meaningful games, they haven't 
they haven't looked like the the Patriots of old. I go back to the and yeah, he came up with a big catch last week, but I just don't believe the receiving talent um, and the the tight end talent is the the same as it once was on that Patriots team. Um, you know, I, I think it is is Mac Jones an elite QB? No. We've had the, this discussion, but is Mac Jones a capable QB? Yeah, I think if you put the, the weapons around him. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing teams look to do is in order to develop young QBs, you you lean into their particular strengths and you give them weapons. I question whether Bill Belichick has done enough for, for Mac Jones in, in that respect. Um, and, and I think ultimately... Um, that's what's going to cost them in in this game. The Ravens have struggled to get their um, run game going. There's talk that J.K. Dobbins might be back this week. I don't know if that has yet been confirmed. But Lamar played fantastic um, last week. They were only undone because the Dolphins have such an array of weapons and speed. I don't believe the Patriots have that. And so for me, it's going to be the Ravens. There's a feel of doom and gloom about the Patriots, albeit it's only two games into the season. Even though they won last week, there's still a lot of negative stuff out there. But defensively, they've been very strong. They've only given up two touchdowns, and they've had to only give up two touchdowns because they've only scored 24 points in those two games. But the first game was against the Dolphins, who went and put all those points up last week. So there's a lot. Of, there is a lot of things to work on here, and I know Mac Jones isn't getting the love, and I know people are kind of concerned about whether he's the right answer in the long run. He has to have some reasonably good long drives, and he's been quite... Is, is a conservative the right word? It's similar to what we saw last season. few explosive plays, but again, it's a lot of it is... Try keep your try keep your offense off the field and have these long drives. I find it difficult to see how they can live with this Ravens offense. Um, the, and for Ravens defense, that'll be reeling after last week's forty points. The last three or four times, the last four times in which they play games, haven't given up forty. They've only averaged 19, 19 points in terms of what they've given up. I'm with the Ravens on this. The Ravens are not going to have never won a regular season game in Foxborough. They've won in the playoffs six games and they've never won in Foxborough. I think they'll correct that this weekend and they'll have their first regular season win there. I think the, the Patriots will play them tough for large parts of the game. Just feel that they will find ways with Bateman and Mark Andrews to have too much for the Patriots in the, long, in the, in the overall scheme of the game. So, gents, the Patriots are 17-3 and three in home openers. And bear in mind, they've played two away games, so this is their home opener for this season. Um, and that's an interesting statistic. It also of interest might be that Mac Jones started breaking out a few RPOs uh, during the Steelers game last week. However, the Baltimore Ravens, and when you've got Lamar Jackson maybe running some RPOs or option plays, uh, are far more dynamic, far more explosive, and far more exhilarating team, to be frank. Last week, they became the first team in NFL history to have touchdowns of more than 75 yards on a pass, a run, and a special teams play. Um, and in many respects, Brian, you alluded to it on our Thursday show, that was part of their flaw, maybe, that there was no time off the clock, and hence why we had such a high-scoring game with an opportunity for Miami to come back in. But like you, I think that uh, defensive breakdown was an aberration against an equally explosive and dangerous Miami Dolphins offense. You cannot say 
you really can't say that the, the Patriots are in any way a similar threat offensively. And certainly the Baltimore Ravens will give any team more than enough to uh, contend with uh, when it comes to their offense. Uh, Bill Belichick said about Lamar Jackson this week, he has answered any questions about his ability to play in the pocket. You could say this is Belichick softening up the opposition as he often does, but Jackson has thrown for three passing touchdowns in each of the opening two games. The Ravens, the first time he's done that in the career, his career. And there are a lot of media outlets talking about the fact that in 2018, the Pats had Jackson in for a visit, but decided with their two first round picks to go for Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle and not draft Jackson potentially as uh, Tom Brady's successor. I think that's a bit stretching, to be honest with you. I don't think the Patriots were thinking necessarily succession at that particular point in time. But uh, Lamar Jackson said he's seen Bill Belichick smile and he had great times on that particular visit. I don't think it's going to be Belichick smiling this weekend. I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson and John Harbour, who's given Belichick a lot of problems as an opposing coach. Uh, so I go with the Ravens and Michael also makes it a full sweep. So a four on the Ravens this week. <laughs> 